When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. One dart. 79. Well, he had a chance to win the set. Is that the last dart Peter Wright throws at the defence of his title? The world waits. Wow, we what a way to mark the return of the PDC World Darts Championships. After a few days off for Christmas, day 10 was upon us with six third round games, and boy, the defending champion Peter Wright is out, losing four sets to one to Kim Hybrix. Kim Hybrix did lose the first set 3-0. Peter Wright looked fantastic, but boy, Kim fought back well, winning the second set 3-0, and then winning the third set 3-1, winning the next two sets 3 legs to two. Ben Francis here with an At The Oki podcast special. I am actually on holiday. I'm sitting right in front of the beautiful Lake Taupo, so I'm only doing this because the defending champion is out, and boy, the darts were fantastic today. We will be back again on Saturday with another podcast. Just giving you a very early heads up here, but the games, the standard of these games was out of this world today, so we had to mark it with a podcast for you to catch up on all the action and as I said as you heard right at the top there the defending champion Peter Wright is out when he was defending champion heading into the 2021 world champs he lost at the third round stage as well but he lost at 4-3 to Gabrielle Clements this Peter Wright though did not show up against Kim Hybrix. Peter Wright only averaged 91.2 Kim Hybrix not a lot better but Kim's scoring across the entire match was a bit better. His finishing stats were around the same as well, but overall, Peter Wright just did not show up to the party. Hear what Kim Hybricks had to say after his win. Well, it means the world, uh, obviously. Um, winning against one of the best players in the world, um, the reigning champion. Um, yeah, I've, I've done what I had to do. It wasn't the performance, um, I have to be honest. Peter Wright wasn't there. He didn't play his, not even his B game, I think. But um, fair play to me, I took my chances where I could and um, I beaten him. A lot of players would bottle it because they're playing the name Peter Wright and um, I've done what I had to do and I'm, I'm very happy with that. You've had a lot of success on the big stage in your career, but would you say this is one of the biggest wins, certainly in recent years you've had? Um, it's one of the biggest wins, not one of my best wins, but it's one of the biggest wins, yeah. And Peter, we saw him change his darts after the second set, then midway through the third set. Were you thinking then, I've got him here? I didn't even realize. He does that so much, so I didn't pay attention. Um, to be honest, um, my tactic, well, tactics, my game plan before the game was just play your own game, put it under pressure, outscore him, outfinish him. And I think 
I think Gary Anderson puts it in a good way. If you want to play somebody, outscore him, outfinish him, and that's the way you beat somebody. And I think that was the only thing I was thinking about. It doesn't matter what he does. If he changes darts, flights, stems, doesn't matter. Just outscore him, outfinish him, and um, that's a bit what I did today. We saw you had a lot of support from the Belgian fans here at Ali Pali tonight. Yeah. Just how much did that mean to you to have them cheering you on? It means the world. Darts in Belgium is now massive. It's, it's huge. And I have to thank the people over there. I have to thank the people from television because they make it so big. Um, we've got a Belgium last 16 game now for Belgium. This is massive because I've played uh, 11 or 12 world championships. It's never been so big as this moment. So um, it's, it's, it's huge. It's huge. So I'm very happy and I'm thankful for all the Belgian fans. So Kim Hybricks there saying that it wasn't his best win, but it definitely would be up there. But he is very excited for the fourth round clash against the fellow Belgium, Dimitri Vandenberg. That should be a cracking game. Dimitri Vandenberg earlier in the day did beat Christoph Ratajski four sets to one. And boy, Dimitri did look good. And he should definitely not be the 15th seed, but that's how the rankings are at the moment. So that should be another juicy encounter, that one. I'm really looking forward to that fourth round clash. Uh, the other big game, the big talking point from the, today's games was the rematch of Gerwin Price and Raymond Van Barneveld with Barney having beaten Gerwin Price, I think, in every televised meeting they had had. And also the fact that Barney actually beat Price twice last month at the Grand Slam, which is notoriously known as Gerwin's tournament. But this was a one-sided contest. This was not really a match by any stretch of the means. Gerwin Price, by far the better player. Two ton plus checkouts, 12 of 32 on the doubles. Gerwin Price through to the next round. Let's hear how that one ended. It is for the match. Another, yes. A dart at double 10 for a 1 2 8 to wrap it up. And Raymond Van Barno's dreams of rolling back the years and winning another world championship in 2023. Yes, a beautiful 128 finish by Gerwin Price to wrap up that game against Barney. Many people thought it would have been a lot closer considering their history and recent results, but I think Gerwin Price was very fired up for that one. Here's what he had to say after the match. Yeah, I'm just glad to get through. I don't think it was uh, a great game. I think we both scored well in patches, scored poor in patches, but I thought I was really clinical, kept him under pressure, and yeah, I think the... 66 to go two sets up was a vital part of the game and I think that's what won me the game because I felt a lot more at ease and if I lost that, Raymond's in the game, the crowd's in the game and it's a, yeah, like I said, it's a lot more difficult for me. You mentioned the clinical combination finishes there. I think you hit your first four doubles, all really good combinations. So how important was that for you to start really well and sort of subdue the crowd a little bit? Yeah, obviously I, I, I needed to start well. I needed to get out of the blocks, put Raymond under pressure. Otherwise it's a, it's a long evening out there and I've been in them situations before but yeah you know I've in the Grand Slam I let Raymond off loads of times and I just didn't want to do that today just want to be clinical finish off legs you know I think two or three times you know, I missed three darts clear darts at, at doubles and let him back in but he didn't take those chances and, and I was uh, grateful for that. You mentioned the Grand Slam there a lot of being made pre-match about your big stage record against Raymond so how much of a motivating factor was that for you tonight? Yeah, obviously, I, I just wanted to win. I wanted to get to the last 16 of this tournament, first and foremost. But, yeah, I wanted to just get a win over Raymond so he can just you know, zip it a little bit and not keep talking how many times he beat me on TV. I, I don't think he'd been on the TV on 
any TV events for, for the last couple of years, so it's pretty difficult to beat him if he's not there. But every time, obviously, Premier League, I think I was up six, five, six, whatever it was, and he came back and drew and things like that. But, you know, I think he played me when I was just starting, so you know, two, three years ago. But, yeah, when I'm at my game, I, I think he knows that, that I'm going to beat him. And you mentioned after you beat Luke Woodhouse, even though you weren't at your best in that game as well, you're producing your best darts when it matters most. You've, you know you've got that in your locker. So again, you proved that tonight. Yeah, I, th I think the game against Luke was a lot more difficult than tonight. Not, not just because of the scoreline, but pressure-wise, I really didn't want to go out before, before Christmas. Sort of came back this week, thought you know, it was a new tournament, and just really wanted to not just beat Raymond for the reasons that he's been talking about beating me on TV, but just to get through the next round, I'm defending a lot of ranking points and I want to lift the trophy. So, yeah, it's been really difficult. I think I can relax a little bit more now. And, yeah, I'm looking forward to the last 16 game, but there's not so much pressure on me now, I don't think, as what it was the first two games. Gerwin Price there, and he will play either Ryan Searle or Jose D'Souza in the next round. And on also on Gerwin's quarter of the draw, and this is on the bottom half, there's been lots of talk around this as the potential winner or the guy to come out of these four players would reach the quarterfinals and it'd be a massive step in their careers. And that's Jim Williams, Alan Souter, Danny Knopper and Gabrielle Clements. Massive opportunity for one of these players. Jim Williams, of course, beating uh, James Wade, one of the seeded players, the eighth seed in the second round. Alan Souter being Daryl Gurney, the 24th seed. Now, Jim Williams played Gabrielle Clements today, and boy, this was an absolute thriller of a game. And I'm going to go on record and say this was the game of the tournament thus far. Jim Williams, absolute clinical. He is a true fighter. Had some absolute great finishes in that match. He fought very hard. He actually had a dart to win the match. But it was Gabrielle Clements getting over the line in what was an absolute thriller. Wow. That is handy. Fantastic from Williams. What an effort it's been from him. But Clemens here will get one dart for the match. At the ball for the match. What a way to win a World Championship Classic. As I said, that probably was the game of the tournament thus far. Gabrielle Clements sealing a 4-3 win, recovering from 3-2 down and surviving a match start before producing an 85 checkout on the ball. And he will face Danny Nopper or Alan Souter in the next round. And talk about, look at these stats. Listen to some of these stats from this game in terms of how ridiculous it was. Uh, both players averaging over 97. Gabrielle Clements slightly higher. 15 180s in the game. Both had two ton-plus checkouts. Jim Williams, 111. The highest, Gabrielle Clements, 157. Jim Williams was 65% on the doubles. And if most players averaged 98.45, 65% on the doubles, that would be a win, but not enough for Jim Williams. But that was an absolute thriller. Now let's hear from Gabrielle Clements. Uh, I'm very happy uh... It was a hard game against Jim Williams. He plays amazing darts. He's brilliant on the on the doubles, on the game in the game, and uh, I'm very happy with this win. You've had a lot of big wins on on the stage, but would you say this is one of the biggest of your career so far? Maybe, but it's not impossible for me. It's uh, it's a good win, and uh, that's the important thing. As you mentioned, Jim was playing superbly well there, and in that sixth set, you took out a couple of great finishes, 64 and 110, to stay in it. How much confidence do you take from the way you performed in the latter stages to close it out? Yeah, I think uh, you, you see, uh, I played good darts uh, the last week, uh, the last game. 
against uh, Willi O'Connor. I'm very confident with my with with me, and uh, I, I'm very happy with this win. And but uh, I must say, normally Jim makes the the, the sixth set, and uh, I'm out. And what was it like in front of that crowd tonight? 25% of the tickets sold to German fans. It was a special atmosphere for you, it must have been. Yes, of course. Uh, it's amazing when you uh, hear in the Ali Pelli, Oh, wie ist das schön? Uh, it's a German song and uh, that's really amazing. And you've never reached a TV ranking quarterfinal before, but the way you played in your opening two matches, do you believe you can go further in this tournament? Yeah, may maybe this time. Uh, I don't know. I will uh, play good darts and uh, then I have a good chance in the next round and that's, that's it. And the other game many people were looking forward to uh, in today's action was Josh Rock, Nathan Aspinall. That was another strong game. Nathan Aspinall has had a good year this year, but his year did come to an end as Josh Rock won 4-3, taking out the final set. Aspinall having to claw his way back to force it to a decider, but Josh Rock too clinical in the end. 35 darts, Mr. Doubles. He's just got to focus here, Nathan. Wild. They're nowhere near. They're nearby darts, and he's undone all his hard work. And Josh Rock, for a chance to book his place in the last 16 on debut at the World Championship. And look at Aspinall. He knows exactly what he's done and what chance he has given to Josh Rock. Rock now, all things being equal, which they aren't at this point, will get at least one dart for the match. He'll get two. Double eight. Josh Rock is concerned, it's a case of do believe the hype, do believe the hype. What a win for Josh Rock, and next up for him is Johnny Clayton. Let's hear how Josh Rock reacted to that match. I knew how to win that game. Jake was over, that was a hard game to play. And I knew Nathan would be up for it. Um, well, if you go by averages, Nathan played better than me, but my finish was a hell of a lot better, and I think that's what won me the game. That must really please you, the way you held your nerve and the pressure on the occasion in that last set particularly. Uh, uh, yeah, 100%. That 99, I hit Bill stupidly, was expecting to hit 25. And as soon as I knew the 90 went in, if the first door went in double top, I knew it was hitting it. Because I'm a top player as it is, so as soon as the first one went in, I knew happy days. You've got through quite comfortably so far. Only dropped one set on route to the third round, but Nathan is a, is a different kettle of fish. A, you know, a two-time finalist this year on TV, major winner. So to come through that must give you so much. Of confidence. course it was because Nathan's been here. He's got a semi-final twice. Yeah. I don't know if it was his debut year here, Ali Pali. He got the semi-final, you know. And I was just happy. I played my own game. I know, as I say, by averages, it doesn't matter by averages. Averages going to, doesn't go in the trophy, but. I finally play my game that I knew I can play, but that's still not Josh Rowe at the same time. An unbelievable atmosphere out there today, electric. Was that the best atmosphere you've played in front of so far? It was fantastic because we were chanting my name a lot. And to be fair, the first set, they, they were against Nathan. And I said, the crowd is against you. That was my only words. We spoke after the break and he says, I know. But it was up to him to deal with it. And sadly, he didn't deal with it as I know he can because he's up the crowd, of course, a lot of times. But I was so proud they were chanting my name because it just felt fantastic, them chanting my name. And there's been so much expectation on you coming into this tournament and some players find that a burden, but you seem to enjoy it because you believe you can generally win this, don't you? Of course, at the same time they're saying, but he's saying I'm the fourth favourite to win this. 
<laughs> I don't care if I'm the fourth favourite to win this. I try my best to win it. But bookies are only going by the last four or five months. What I have done towards the end of the year, so that's up to them what the numbers are. But Josh Rock is going to try and win this board championship. And pray to God, we'll see what happens. That there was Josh Rock, and as I said, next up for him is Johnny Clayton, and Johnny easily dispatched Brendan Dolan four sets to one in the other game for the day. Johnny Clayton, being Johnny Clayton, really, that's all I can really say about that. Brendan Dolan did put up a very strong fight. Every set going three legs to two, Johnny Clayton just getting the better of Brendan Dolan. Now, just quickly recapping the results from today. Dimitri Vandenberg beating Christoph Ratajski four sets to one. Josh Rock beating Nathan Aspinall four sets to three. Johnny Clayton beating Brendan Dolan four sets to one. Gabrielle Clements beating Jim Williams at four sets to three. And what I said has probably been the game of the tournament thus far. Gerwin Price beating Raymond Van Barneveld four sets to nil. Kim Hybricks knocking out the defending world champion Peter Wright four sets to one. You can notice the standard has really lifted since the break. We're really starting to see the best players is out of form as I said the first two rounds really did really 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 did lack upsets but we're really starting to see the best out of players now now we're going to look ahead to tomorrow's games we've got uh, six more third round ties Ryan Searle Jose D'Souza my pick is Ryan Searle comes out in that one then up Danny Noppet Alan Suter very tough one to call I really like both players but I have the feeling Alan Suter will knock out Danny Noppet then Gary Anderson, Chris Stobie. Boy, that should be a thriller. Gary Anderson, I think, will nip that one. Then we've got Joe Cullen, Damon Hitter, and what will be another intense third-round game, a game that should not be a third-round clash. I think Damon Hitter will win that one. Michael Van Gerwen should dispatch Mitchell Siolovic, then Michael Smith against Martin Schindler. To round off the night, Michael Smith should win that one easy. And as I said, I'm not going to be doing another podcast until Saturday, as I am on holiday. And the only reason I am doing one today is because of the huge upset involving Peter Wright and Kim Hybricks, the defending champion Peter Wright, getting knocked out. So we'll have a quick look at the rest of the third round ties. Dirk van Dijdenboot of Ross Smith, plenty on the line in that one. I think the way he's going, Ross Smith wins that one. Rob Cross, Mervyn King, I would like Rob Cross in that one. Dave Chisnell, Stephen Bunting, I like Chizzy. And then Luke Humphreys should beat Vincent van der Voort. Pleasure listening in, everyone. I really appreciate it. Ben Francis here on your At The Oki podcast special on holiday right in front of the beautiful Lake Topor. I'll be back on Saturday, so I'm going to go put my feet up get a tan, and enjoy the rest of my holiday. Thanks for listening in. Appreciate all the support for Add the Oki, and we will be back on Saturday. Thanks for listening.